You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And on today's show, one of the original members of the show, John Kegley, in with us to get into our last keys for success for the season. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. For Chargers fans, this weekend you'll be seeing if any of the Chargers' young players can step out in the final week of the season. And Pepsi is the refreshment that you need to power you through your game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Before we get started, we are three writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, and I also write for the LA Football Network, and we've been covering the Chargers now for over five seasons during our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. And now this is our third season as the host of the Locked on Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. All right, guys, what is up? And welcome into the last regular season show of the year. Thank you to everyone who is checking out the show for the first time today. We really appreciate it. And thank you to all of our loyal fans for checking in with us again. And we're going to have some fun with the last game of the season. But unfortunately, we have to start with some bad news because it does look like Keenan Allen and Joey Bosa's seasons are now over. So we'll talk about that and the rest of the players on the Chargers lengthy injury report to start the show. Then we'll get into our keys for success, and then our bold and game predictions. We'll start on the offensive side of the ball and talk about some young players and needing to step up and seeing if the Chargers can you know, maybe fix some of the things that have ailed them so far this season on the offensive side of the ball. One final showcase to really show what Shane Steichen and company can do, even if they're a little bit undermanned. And on the defensive side of the ball, a lot of young players could be thrust into action as well. And then we'll get into our bold and game predictions for a weird game this weekend against the Chiefs at the end of the show. But let's go ahead and get into it. Los Angeles Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn said that star players Keenan Allen and Joey Bosa will probably not play in the season finale. This is Daniel Wade joined by David Drogmeyer with your Locked On Chargers Wade story. Joey Bosa and Keenan Allen have both been injured for a couple of weeks and Bosa has been dealing with a concussion and Keenan Allen was able to play a couple of weeks ago in a limited capacity but did not play last week and now Anthony Lynn is saying neither one will probably play this week and at this point David it doesn't make sense for either one of those guys to play. Both got massive extensions before the season started and the Chargers locked up a couple of their cornerstone pieces offensively and defensively before the season could begin. And I think for both of these guys, even as their season ends a couple of games early because they both missed last week as well, I don't think the Chargers are feeling bad about either of those contracts. And they shouldn't because Joey Bosa and Keenan Allen went out there and they did their thing once again this year. Joey Bosa with a 90.2 overall grade from Pro Football Focus and very even a 90.5 pass rush grade and an 83.1 run defense grade. Just shows you how balanced he is as a defender. He can stop the run and he can get after the quarterback. 61 pressures. 
Also third in the NFL with 15 tackles for loss to go along with eight sacks. Another great year from Joey Bosa, a year we expect to see from him, even though he was dealing with injuries throughout the year. And then Keenan Allen, just another Keenan Allen-esque year. 100 receptions, 992 yards, eight touchdowns, which is the most touchdowns he's had in a season since his rookie year. Also a 84.9 PFF grade and Another great tidbit about Keenan Allen, only two drops on the entire year for Keenan. Just the model of consistency, four straight seasons of 97-plus touchdowns. I think the Chargers look at those production numbers for Joey Bosa and Keenan Allen and are very happy that they have those two guys under contract for the next several years. Yeah, especially with them being able to put up the numbers that they did. I mean, Bosa definitely would have reached double digits in sacks if he had not had to miss four games this season when all things are said and done. And I think he still looked like one of the most dominant edge defenders in the NFL. And Keenan Allen, even though his yards per reception average wasn't great this season, under 10 yards per catch, I do think the Chargers did him a little bit of a disservice not targeting him a little bit more down the field because his yards after the catch were actually still pretty good but I thought his touchdowns going up was something that you have to take as a positive and obviously the connection with Justin Herbert was fantastic but when you're looking at this weekend's game there's a lot of players for the Chargers showing up on the list and you have to wonder how incentivized they are to have these guys out on the field I mean big name players a lot of starters on this list David and we do not know which of these guys will play or if the Chargers even want to play these guys if there's any chance they could re-aggravate something more than other weeks. Yeah, there's very little incentive to put these guys out there that are already banged up. If there's any chance for them to have a serious injury, I want to give them the most time to be healthy going into next season. But right now, the Jack Boys, the secondary for the Chargers, is very jacked up. I mean, there's a lot of injuries. Casey Hayward, Chris Harris Jr., Rayshon Jenkins, Jaleel Adai, Nazir Adderley all did not practice or practice in a limited capacity. And so that means that there could be a lot of fresh faces on the field for the Chargers with all those injuries. You could see guys like Brandon Faison, Tavon Campbell, Alohi Gilman, and Jalen Watkins all on the field because there's so many injuries. We don't know who's going to go out there and play. So all those guys got to be ready to play some significant snaps. And then you switch things over to the offensive side. I think the important thing to note here is that both starting tackles did not practice that being Brian Bulaga and Sam Tevy. So we could be seeing Storm Norton and whoever they're going to decide to put out there at left tackle. That's something we don't know of yet. But the Chargers are hurting quite badly going into this last game of the season. So we'll have to see what kind of product they can put on the field for this last game of the 2020 season. And this would look like a game where you could try out some young players, see what you have at the end of the roster, and rest some of the older guys who are already banged up. And I do think we will see that in a sense. I mean, all the talk has been about the Chiefs resting their starters, but the Chargers might not have a choice to sit a bunch of their starters this weekend in this game. And I think that for the Chargers, the other big thing is that Hunter Henry is still on the COVID-19 list. It does not look like he will play in this game. And Donald Parham is out with an illness so far this week, which is the exact designation Hunter Henry had last week before he ended up being put on the COVID-19 list. So a big Steven Anderson game potentially because he and Matt Sokol are the only other tight ends on the roster. But we do have two more segments to get into because we do have to get into our keys for success. And we're going to start with the offensive side of the ball and talk about some of the players we will be seeing in this game. Maybe an extended look at some guys and what we want to see from the Chargers offensively coming up right after this. But I know that the Chargers season is coming to an end after this week. 
the best they can do is seven and nine. But the rest of the football that you guys are watching during the playoffs does not have to suffer. And I know when you're watching TV and you see another team on, it might not mean as much. But I'm telling you guys, if you guys want to get on with betonline.ag, it can really change that because when you have a little bit of action on the game, it always means a little bit more. And it's not just, you know, point totals or over-unders or even the spread for games. You can find good prop bets for the playoffs. You can pick your Super Bowl favorites and much more at betonline.ag. It's the only one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Sign up today and get a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, one word, and you will get some free money because you will be getting your 50% welcome bonus. All right, well, it's time to get into our final keys for success for this season. We're going to start with the offensive side of the ball, and this game is going to be a little bit different because the one starter we do know is going to be playing for the Chargers is Justin Herbert, so we still will have one more chance to see Herbert. And I think for this segment, normally, you know, we're more focused on how the Chargers can win the game. Obviously, they're going up against backups, and even that has proven to be a tough test for them in the past when they faced the Chiefs in a similar situations going up against their backups. But I think there's kind of some storylines to take away from this game as the Chargers head into their offseason as well. But, John, when you're looking at this game, what are you thinking about? What are you looking forward to see from the Chargers offense? Well, it's got to be give Herbert as many opportunities as you can to basically get to that record, but not for the sake of the record, but let him get a lot of passing yards in this game. Let him decide the fate of the game make him the focal point let him take shots deep down the field make sure he's able to roll out the pocket run the ball a lot but he needs to be part of every single play in this game this is going to be even though this is probably the Chiefs backups this is still Andy Reid versus Anthony Lynn so there's going to be one side that's still got a bunch of players that are well coached and ready to go versus another side who are still running around running what they're supposed to do because their coach doesn't put them in the best position so these Chiefs backups are still going to be ready to go. They're going to be ready to run after Herbert, probably still be in the right position. Even if they can't play man-on-man, there might be some decent zone coverage to take out where Herbert would like to go. But if you can give Herbert the freedom of rolling out, running the ball, you could loosen up a lot of this coverage and give Herbert the big chance at the deep throws. And by keeping the deep throws, you can still run the screen routes with Eckler. And even wide receiver screens will still be open, but you got to be able to let Herbert run free in this game. You haven't really done it much this year, Anthony Lynn. This would be the game to do it, and it also serves a purpose for next year as well. I do think this is the game that Shane Steichen, you should probably be thinking about your job coming up in the 2021 season. And if you have any tricks left in that bag, they should probably come out and that. It should be, you know, getting hit Justin Herbert on the move a little bit more finding more ways to use his athleticism and incorporating that into the game plan. I think they're going to try to protect him because there's no chance they're trying to get their franchise quarterback injured in the last game of a meaningless season. But that doesn't mean we should see the offensive playbook shrink up for the Chargers. Get Austin Eckler on some wheel routes, maybe try to get some chunk plays that way. Use Tyron Johnson the way that you should. Jalen Guyton was a limited participant this week, so Getting Tyron Johnson back involved, especially on those deep balls, would be very nice to see. And I do think, David, just kind of like last week was with Keenan Allen probably not playing in this game, this is another chance for Mike Williams, who's not on the injury report, to continue to try to show why he should be back next season for $15 million. And you got to remember that Mike Williams just a year ago was one of the best deep threat wide receivers in the NFL. I mean, the, the guy 
hit what had 20 plus yards per catch. I mean, let's get back to using Mike Williams the way he is supposed to be used in the deep passing game. Send this guy deep. Let him go up there and get the football. That's what he does best. Let him go make the acrobatic catches, get those chunk yards to help Herbert get the record because that's one of my keys as well. I, I mean, I really want to see him get there. I think they should definitely, you know, uh, utilize the deep shot. And also I want to keep getting the ball to Steven Anderson. I mean, I liked what I saw from Steven Anderson in, limit, in a limited capacity. He even was the highest rated PFF player for the Chargers last week with a 90-plus overall grade. So Steven Anderson, I want to see more of him. He's going to have to be very involved because, as we talked about earlier in the show, they are very thin at tight end. Yeah, it's him and Matt Sokol. I mean, who was an undrafted free agent coming out of Michigan State. So I do think that they are going to be strapped at that position. Donald Parham, if I was putting money on it, I would say he isn't going to play in this game. And I thought Steven Anderson, you know, after catching the first throw of the game from Herbert, really put on a nice show and actually looked pretty good, especially with yards after the catch and things like that. And he just seemed like a very sure-handed target who ended up being able to sit down in some zones and Herbert was able to find him there. So I do think that could be a big key for this game. But for the Chargers, I do think there's just so much that they can try to change kind of in this game. And I think one of the things, especially, you know, if Stecken wants to go out on a high note, would just be not falling into the same traps that they have before. If they get a lead in this game, they should not, you know, throttle down and start running the ball on first and second down and getting really predictable on offense and slowing things down like we've seen even last week. I mean, when the Broncos were scoring 13 straight points, the Chargers were going 2-3 and out. So, John, I do think that has been an issue even in their wins this year. They've had chances to put away a lot of teams. They have not been able to do it because of lack of execution and I would say play calling too late in game. So if there was a game where you could try to at least right some of those wrongs, it's going up against the Chiefs backups. I mean, Shane Steichen should be trying to play in for 35 points even with his limited offensive options. Well, even last week against the Broncos, they didn't have Bradley Chubb. They had all their backup DVs. You had opportunities to score over thirty points, and you didn't take advantage of it. So you got you're right. You got to f- fix that in this game against the backups. You didn't take advantage of it last week. Why not take advantage of it this week, especially against a coach who actually can coach a defense pretty well and Andy Reid, who can game plan pretty well actually. But I, also, I'd like to add to your point, Wade. Why not just be more aggressive on fourth downs? If it's fourth and three, take it. You you got nothing. To lose, if you lose this game, cool. You got better draft position. You, I mean, you have no where to go after this game. Go all out. If it's fourth and three inside your own twenty, go for it. If you're at, even if you're at your own forty and it's fourth and three, fourth and four, go for it. What do you got to lose? If you lose this game, you're just gonna go home and start studying Anthony Lynn. You're probably gonna be waiting for that phone call to tell you whether your job's still here or not. Somebody needs to be saying let's go for it this game no field goals just fourth and three go for it if it's fourth and 13 okay sure go for the field goal but anything really short you got to be being aggressive in this game and going for the win and maybe something like that would make you go hey look Aunt lynn maybe went for it on fourth and three maybe the chargers might keep him for that but that that's just to keep for lynn to save his job i know none of us want to keep him no, but that's the but thing. Leave with, it all on the field, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's obviously. no reason why you shouldn't. I mean, take every opportunity that you can to go get the stats that you can get, but leave it all on the football field. But the problem is, is that's no different than what we've been saying. I mean, for me, 
Anthony Wynn, as he said in his press conference today, he doesn't hasn't gotten that confirmation that he's going to be the Chargers head coach in 2021. And everything he's done, all the decisions that he makes as far as puckering up and not going for wins and not being, you know, very risky, especially late in games, has to do with him trying to keep his job and not wanting to make, in my opinion, the move to lose his job. So it's hard for me to expect Anthony Lynn is going to be a bird of a different feather going into this one and being able to change all the things he hasn't done. He has a lot to lose in this game because in his mind, this game could potentially be the difference in his job security in 2021. Should it be? Obviously not. I mean, the Chargers should be able to look past this three-game winning streak and see that a lot of the problems are still there. But yes, I mean, the Chargers should be much more aggressive. You should be pushing the boundary. You should be pulling out all the stops to not only win the game, not only not lose the game, but maybe have a dominant performance. Because guess what, Anthony Lynn, through all of this season, you've only had one double-digit win. Is there any other coaches that haven't had any double-digit wins that we're thinking are good coaches? Not in my opinion. I think a blowout would look really nice on his end-of-season resume. But with the Mike Williams thing, one thing that I kind of wonder is, especially since he's not the typical deep threat receiver, he's not going to get a lot of separation. There just has to be some throws and some trust there. If the coaches are pushing Herbert a little bit to be like, hey, listen, he's not going to look like he's open. I don't care if you throw an interception. Let's see what happens. Just to see if you know he can come down with a couple of them. Maybe that loosens up their restrictions on Justin Herbert. Maybe that makes Justin Herbert a little bit braver to throw the ball to someone like Mike Williams, where that is his biggest asset down the field when he might be covered pretty well. I wonder if that will play any factor in this as well. Uh, I do think another guy that could really you know, show up in this game too is Storm Norton because he was one of the Chargers' best offensive players last week. And on that offensive line, I feel like you're always trying to look for you know who could potentially be depthy on the road. The Chargers have so many guys heading into unrestricted free agency. Mike Pouncey, Sam Tevy, Dan Feeney, and Forrest Lamp. I mean, all of those guys are going to be unrestricted free agents. So, David, I think guys like Storm Norton are guys that can come in and really make a big difference in this game. And I think they'll be the guys that determine whether the Chargers can also get their running game going at the end of the season, even if it's too little too late. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for Storm Norton, I think when you got him out of the XFL – this is, you know, in, you know, you were expecting a backup type of guy, a guy who can be a swing tackle, could probably play both sides. And I think, you know, watching his body of work, you know, he's played pretty well. I mean, I've he's liked gotten better seen. too. He's improved. Yeah, yeah, he's improved, and he's got the size, he's got the athletic ability, he's got some some good movement, some good lateral movement. So, I mean, I, I like what I've seen out of Storm Norton. I think, you know, this honestly is he's exceeded a little bit of the expectations for him because there really wasn't much of those to begin with. So it was yeah. a good, I think it was a good signing for him. Um, but yeah, this is another opportunity for him specifically to prove his wealth and say, Hey, you know, when, you know, Brian Belaga is out or if somebody is over out on the left side, I can, I can do that. I can go over there. I can play both sides ado- adequately and, you know, speaking of the running game, I know I was talking about getting Joshua Kelly some more touches. I don't think there's any uh, any reason why he, sh- he shouldn't be active in this game. you got to give him more touches, especially if you're only going to give a, a couple to the other guys. Give it to him. I mean, it's the last game. Give him some opportunities to get some confidence going into the next season. Yeah, and I mean, at this point, even, you know, with Justin Jackson, like, you gave him two carries for four yards last week. Like, are you really trying to decide what Justin Jackson is? Obviously, he's just been really – unhealthy as far as being able to stay on the field but you might as well give the rookie and Joshua Kelly a chance to get out there and do something and for the Chargers 
for being a team, you know, that Anthony Lynn wants to be run first. They haven't really been that for most of this season. I do think this is another opportunity for the Chargers to try to fix some issues with their running game as well. I mean, pr- bring out some more creative run plays in this game. If there is a game you wanted to try some new things out, I can't think of any better one than this game against the Chiefs. So I think really what we're hoping for is that we get to see some young players that we don't get to normally see while also hoping that, you know, those young players, if it's Trey Pipkins and Storm Norton, that they can just protect Justin Herbert at the very least and not get let him get killed out there on Sunday. But let's see if some of those guys can step up. Let's see if they can make an impact and make us feel better about their spots on the team going into 2021. But we do have to flip it over to the defensive side of the ball, so we're going to get into some of our keys for success on the defense and also get into our bold and game predictions coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about the best protein bar on the planet, and I'm talking about Built Bars. Built Bars come in a ton of great flavors for you to choose from. You can choose from lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, coconut almond, and many more. And for me... I'm not going to eat it if it doesn't taste good, and that's the best part about Bilt Bar is you can feel like you're having a delicious treat while you're really having something that is healthy for you, and all of them are 100% covered in chocolate and soft and easy to chew. Bilt Bars are great for the health-conscious guy. If you're trying to lose or maintain weight or you're trying to stick on the keto diet, these will be great for you, and right now, you guys can even save some money because if you go to BuiltBar.com, you can use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, one word, for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, guys. Well, before we get into our predictions and whether or not we think that the Chargers are going to win their final game of the season and end the season on a four-game winning streak, let's talk about some stuff going on on the defensive side of the ball. So, John, when you're looking at this game Obviously, it's hard to figure out, you know, keys for success going up against like Chad Henney, but I do think there's a lot of storylines for the defense on this game, whether it's the pass rush or the secondary. What are you looking for from the defense in this game against the Chiefs? Well, once they announced that Chad Henney was going to be the starter, I went and looked at his Michigan tape, and then I looked at his his <laughs> highlights from year by year to see what he's improved on throughout the years and he seems to be a lot more wanting to go out of the pocket if you will so whenever he, he take he takes his three-step drop or his five-step drop he wants to run out of the pocket and try to extend the play he's not really a threat to run if he does run he maybe gets three yards but when he extends the play he's tend to have more success when you've kept him in the pocket he's thrown a lot of interceptions in his career he has thrown more interceptions than touchdowns in his career I believe last I saw was 58 touchdowns to 63 interceptions. He has thrown for a lot of yards in a couple of the years that he started. He was able to get some 3,000-yard seasons. That was before all those rules to protect the wide receivers came in. So he can still move the ball down the field, and that's when he gets out of the pocket. But if you keep him in the pocket, you can force him into turnover. So it's got to be whether Bosa plays or not, even though we know he's not playing, your pass rushers need to collapse the pocket and keep Henny from extending the play and make him make a throw from the pocket so you can force turnovers in this game. That's one of the things I have on here is can the Chargers continue to force those turnovers? Because when you look at what they've been able to do over this winning streak is it's forcing turnovers, it's winning the turnover battle in each of these past three games, David. And you have to wonder whether or not the Chargers can continue their interception ways because they do have multiple picks in two out of their last three games. The other one, they had one pick against the Raiders. So I'm wondering, even though the Chargers will have some young players out there, I mean, I think Jalen Watkins will play a big role in this game. I like Jalen Watkins, 
Michael Davis should still be good in this game, and we expect him to be fully capable. But when you look at guys like you know Brandon Faison or Tavon Campbell or some of these other guys, can these guys continue what these other guys have been doing, which is you know being potentially in a little bit more main coverage, getting more chances to make plays on the balls, and once they have those chances, taking advantage of them. Yeah, I mean, one of my keys is just be uber aggressive. I mean, jump some routes, play some press, try to try to rip the ball out. I mean, I want to see these guys go out there and and give it all they got. I mean, take advantage of your opportunity, put some good stuff on tape for the coaches to see next year. I mean, because hey, you know, just because you're a draft pick or you know whatever your contract is, doesn't mean you're guaranteed you know a spot as a backup. So go out there. And the Chargers could need a lot of help at corner next year too. So exactly, absolutely. I mean, that's a that's definitely going to be one of those positions they need to target in the draft. But for me, one of my keys is you know send Murray on the blitz. I mean, we we only saw it a, a little bit. And the Chargers are hurting for pass rush. I mean, they really didn't get any kind of pass rush last week without Bosa. And we know more than likely he's not going to be out there again this this week. I mean, Anthony Lynn pretty much said as much. So, I mean, send Kenneth Murray. I mean, we already seen that he can do it. I mean, why not? This is his last opportunity. Give him some opportunity to get, you know, maybe a sack or two under his belt and get some confidence going in that aspect of his game. We know he can do it. I just want to see it. Yeah, I'd love to see them use Kenneth Murray super aggressively in this game. I mean, I think since that big game he had against the Patriots where it seemed like he was the only one that wanted to play in that second half, seems like he's been a different player. I mean, he seems like he's getting the holes a little bit quicker. He seems like he's not as lost as out there as he was earlier in the year. And I tried to tell people so much, like, good linebackers in the league usually struggle early on. It's very hard for middle linebackers to come in and just step in and click right away, especially when you're handling all the play calling duties and stuff like that. But I don't think it's also just Kenneth Murray as far as the pass rush, but I do think, John, this is another opportunity to see some young guys because the Chargers are without three of their best pass rushers going into the season. Their three best pass rushers, I should say, going into the season. No Nuosu, no Ingram, no Bosa, which means you're going to see guys like Emeka Igboy. You'll probably see Jerry Tillery. Out on the edge. I mean, you'll have Jesse Lemonier, Isaac Rochelle, Joe Gaziano potentially. So, what are you looking for from this defensive line as far as trying to get some pressure and some young players getting on the field? Well, going up against a quarterback like this, I think this is your chance to gain confidence in the young guys. If if you can get these guys to gain some pressure, get a hand on the QB, or even just get quarterback pressures so they have game film to show, hey, look how good you did on this play. You could probably develop some and stay disciplined and keep yeah. them in the pocket. Yeah, you can literally just create confidence in these guys. They don't have to get sacks to get that. It would help, but as long as you have an opportunity against a quarterback who's not going to be, you know, great. It's not you're going up against Patrick Mahomes will make you look silly, but any by any means, yeah. you know, you can gain <clears throat> you can gain confidence in these guys. And then I think a big key also is going to be if you have like the young linebackers or something, teach them. How to spot running backs coming out the backfield. They're going to have running backs in this game. Cause I'm pretty sure that Le'Veon Bell is not going to play either. But I, Darrell Williams and Darren Thompson will. And they've been running backs who have been able to catch the ball out of the backfield or even just running through the line, the offensive line and doing a route, whether it be like a hook route, a screen, or an out route, whatever it is. They like to sneak those routes out. Teach your linebackers to look for that. That could be something to develop young guys in the passing game for next year. And then with McCole Hardman, he, I'm pretty sure he's going to be the number one receiver. There's probably going to be no Tyreek Hill or Sammy Watkins, but McCole Hardman will play. And he is fast, and 
if he cuts across the field, try to catch up a, a, a pass in stride, teach someone like Kenneth Murray to spot that and back off and stop that play, and you can cause sacks that way. Just stuff like that is what you can do with these young guys and teach them things that get their confidence going. More and especially if McCole Hardman's their number one wide receiver in this game, they're probably going to want to use what he's best at, which is going deep. So I think also trying to limit the explosive plays in this game, continuing to do that because they have gotten a lot better since earlier on in the season at limiting those big plays. We saw it be the difference in the first Broncos game. It wasn't the difference the second time around. So I do think that limiting those plays could be big. And I think with a lot of young players out there, having those guys have constant communication is not necessarily a given, but it could show that these are guys that are listening, they're learning, and they can play in whatever system you're putting them out there on. They can step on the field and perform. David, anything you want to touch on quickly before we get into our predictions? No, I mean, I think we've, we've pretty much covered everything. Like I said, I mean, I just want to see everyone on both sides of the ball leave it all on the football field. This is your last opportunity to put what you want on tape for the 2020 season. So go out there, be aggressive, and give it your best 60 minutes of football. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we can see just some young guys totally step up on both sides. I'm hoping for a great game for Justin Herbert, for Kenneth Murray. I mean, all of those guys, I think, have a lot to play for in this one, even though this game feels a little bit like a preseason game. But let's get into our bold predictions. And obviously, predicting a game like this when there's so many variables and so many p- players potentially not being out there, it's going to be a little bit tough. But, David, I'll start with you. Where are you going this week for your final bold prediction of the season? So my final bold prediction of the season is that Herbie is going to get that passing yards record, but he's going to get it by the literal skin of his teeth. I'm going to go Herbie gets the passing record with 342 passing yards in this game, and I mean barely. But I think he's going to do it, and he's going to officially have the moniker for the best rookie season of all time. Yeah, I think you would need like five total touchdowns to catch Cam Newton as far as total touchdowns for a rookie in a season. But he would catch, you know, Angela for the most yards. He already has the most touchdown passes by any rookie. So he has a lot of those records already. It would be nice to see him, you know, get that one as well just to put his name in the record books. John, I know you're crazy. I know you know it's your last ball prediction of the season. How bold are you going to go with it? Uh, well, I think this could be a big game for Austin Eckler. I'm going to go with him getting 100 sure. rushing yards, 100 receiving yards, and three touchdowns in this game. I like that. I mean, I think that's a you know a guy that's going to be out there playing with a bunch of backups, and he knows that he makes plenty of starters miss in his own right. So having him go out there against a potentially shorthanded defense, I think, is something that could absolutely end up in a huge game for him. So I'm going to switch it over to the defensive side of the ball just to you know kind of switch things up. I'm going to say without their best three pass rushers, the Chargers are going to come away with four sacks of Chad Henney in this game. And I think a couple of young defenders are going to get some interceptions as well. I'm going to say Tavon Campbell and Jalen Watkins get interceptions in this game and you know really put, give themselves a step up as far as trying to be back with this team in 2021. But now let's get into these game predictions. I mean, this is a really, really tough game to predict. David, I know you'll probably pick the Chargers just because, I mean, they do still have Justin Herbert rolling out there. But, John, what should we know about this game? What are you looking for, and how do you think it's going to play out? Well, the last time the Chargers had to play the Chiefs backups, it did not go too well. (laughs) 
It, it, we all remember the 2013 game. Chargers need a win to get in. Mike McCoy's first year. And the Chiefs have clinched the division, so they don't have to play Alex Smith in the gang. And they bring in Chase Daniels and all these backup players. And you struggle. The whole, you're basically trailing the whole game. At one point, you're down 24-14. to 14. You were able to come back and tie it, but the Chase Daniel drives all the way down the field. They have a chance to win it, and Ryan Suckup misses the field goal. You go to overtime, Eric Weddle just somehow getting a fourth a fourth down fake punt to keep the drive alive in overtime. Crazy game in the next year. You have the same situation. I was at that game too. So was I. I was all over TV. And <laughs> But the next year, you have the same opportunity. You go to Kansas City this time. And it's Chase Daniel and the Chiefs backups again. What do you do? You can't even put points on the board, really. You, I think they lost the game 19-7, to I think it was. Like You struggled so mightily in that game. Just games like that. It was Mike McCoy versus Andy Reid. Now you have Anthony Lynn versus Andy Reid. Andy Reid knows how to keep his players better. The Chiefs know how to build depth better than the Chargers do. I feel like this is going to be a game the Chargers lose, and I think it's not going to be because of Herbert's fault. I think it's going to be the coaching fault. I'm going to go Chiefs 27, Chargers 20, and it sucks to say it, but... I just don't have trust in Gus Bradley to stop Chad Henney from rolling out the pocket or completing short passes to move down the field. I mean, there's just plenty of things that the Chargers are just bad at. And if you have, you know, some semi-creative game planning, you should be able to exploit that defense. And I don't think anyone has to apologize for not trusting Gus Bradley because we've spent most of the season doing just that. So I do think that this game is really, really weird. It's hard to predict. I'm going to predict the Chargers to pick up a win in their final game of the season just because I think that would be the most Anthony Lynn thing possible for him to win his last four games of the season. I don't think they'll win it pretty. I do think they'll end up hanging on to it, and it's another ugly game where we wish they dominated, but they did not. So I'm going to say that the Chargers ended up pulling this one off 24-21 to in the last game of the season and finished their season 7-9. and So, yeah, with this one, yes, I mean, I, I am going to pick the Chargers, but it's because I think the Chiefs have absolutely nothing to play for. They're, they're really not going to have any motivation going into this game. Although, you know, like John said, the Chargers traditionally, they ch- they struggle in these situations. So I think it'll be close. I think it's going to be high scoring, though. So I'm going to go 35-28. Chargers win the last game of the year. It'll still be fun to watch. I mean, the Chargers just have some really fun young players that are always worth turning the TV on for. So still excited for the game this weekend, excited for the final game of the season. Savor it now while you still have it. And I also just want to say thank you to everybody, you know, for making this our best ever, you know, regular season and just year that we've had. I mean, since we've started this podcast. So really appreciate that. Excited to get into some off season stuff with you guys. We can finally start looking forward to next season. And I think, by the next time we talk to you guys, we could know which of these coaches is still going to be sticking around. Black Monday is coming soon, so we're excited to get into some off-season stuff with you guys. We have a ton of things planned for the off-season, so make sure you guys check us back out on Monday. We're going to be starting our off-season program, talking about you know the playoffs going on and all of those things. But until then, guys, make sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOnLAC and to like the Facebook page Locked On Chargers, as well as subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast from. You can find the Locked On Chargers podcast there. 
And it's always the fastest and easiest way to get the show. We're going to be doing a lot of voicemail shows in the offseason. So I promise you guys we would have some next week. At least a couple of days would be spent on some voicemail. So if you guys have any questions, the number is 323-524-7924. We try to get to every Chargers voicemail and get them all on the show. But we're excited to get into this last game of the season on Sunday. We're excited to get into the offseason full of hope trying to build around this young phenom quarterback, Justin Herbert next week as we get into this offseason program. But we'll be back with you guys then. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.